You know, it turns out that if this technology had been around when I was growing up, I think I could have made it into the NBA. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take. Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I want to thank you as always for joining the podcast. I want to encourage you like, share, subscribe. If you know anyone that you believe would benefit from listening to something positive, maybe finding something to laugh at. But more importantly than all that, if you think that there's that you or anyone you know would benefit from Bible wisdom, wisdom from the Word of God, you need to let them know that this podcast exists. That's what we're here for. I want to um, let you know that there's an email, mytakemc at gmail.com, mytakemc at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with me. If you have any news articles you want to share with me that I can use here, I'm happy to do it. All right, let's get into it. I have an article here. It comes from Sky News. And, you know, if this, if, if I had known about this technology, <clears throat> let me think, if I had known about this technology, I, back then I probably would have really wanted to take advantage of it. But at the same time, I know I wouldn't have been able to because I wouldn't have had the money. So maybe better, I don't know. Let me get to it. This, we'll, we'll, I'll explain to you in a minute. This is the title of the article from Sky News. It says this, Leg lengthening surgery is gaining popularity among men in the United States. That's right. Leg lengthening procedures are on the rise and have become popular among men, <clears throat> a local California doctor said. I don't know if you know that this is a thing, but, but it's a thing. The, apparently, leg lengthening surgery, it's a procedure where they take an arm, uh, or sorry, limb lengthening surgery, sorry, is a procedure when they take an arm or, or a leg bone and they make it longer. This is uh, something that it's typically, I, I believe it began to be used for people that had bone issues, problems with their bones. And so they were, this is a way of, of, of solving their issues, fixing them. There's a, there's a, a problem called skeletal dysplasia. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's a bone growth issue, but this was a, originally a procedure that was used to help people with skeletal dysplasia. But in the recent years, it has become more uh, cosmetic. It's become more for people trying to just become taller or have longer arms or, or what have you. This surgery, this surgery, by the way, it costs thousands of dollars and can be an intense process. Now, the reason I started the podcast with what I said was that um, I'm five foot eight. When I was growing up, I got into playing basketball and I loved basketball. I still do. These days, I probably have more in common with the basketball than I do with the basketball player. But I still, you know, I, I love to play when I, when I can and I enjoy it. But back then I played, I played in high school. I played a little bit in college. I played on the Marine Corps team on our base. I used to, I mean, I, I, was going to go back to college and play, but at five foot eight, you know, every basketball, every every person who loves basketball, every basketball player's dream is to play in the NBA. I was fast. I was I was smart. <clears throat> I think I still am smart. I don't know. I I I love the sport and I dreamt of playing in the NBA, but not at five foot eight. If I had known that this existed and this was a thing. I don't know. I think I would have probably taken, I would have looked into it seriously because I just, just, you know, 
give me give me five more inches i did make me taller i boy but anyway you know those days are past now all right let's get into this uh the, the, the article is quoting a doctor out of burbank california and of course if you're going to be talking about limb lengthening and being used as a cosmetic procedure it's going to have to come out of california there is you know god bless all of you living in california but there's this you know this this culture hollywood culture looks and trying to hold on to your looks as long as possible if you don't like something about your face you fix it if you don't like something about your body you get it cut off or filled in and 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 if you are not tall enough now you can become as tall as you want let me share some of this article with you okay the doctor's name and and forgive me i don't want to get the name wrong i believe it's dr shabab mahbubian He's a surgeon at the Limb Lengthening Institute in Burbank, California. He says this. He says that I even have 60 to 65-year-old guys that have come to me to undergo the procedure because it just doesn't stop. Now, what is it that doesn't stop? The short jokes. The short jokes keep going on and they feel inferior and so they want to fix this problem. Check this out. This doctor says that he expects to perform 50 lengthening operations this year for cosmetics. That's more than double what he was doing three years ago. Now, what does this surgery involve? If you know, maybe, maybe you're thinking, Hey, hmm, you know, I would love to be a little bit taller. Um, what, what can, what does this involve? Well, let me tell you kind of what you can expect. Limb, limb lengthening is, is really a gradual process. What they do is they saw the bone in half. <laughs> Here we go. They saw the bone in half. They install something inside the bone. Let me, let me find the exact wording here. It says, during the surgery, doctors cut the bone to create two different segments. And an orthopedic lengthening device is inserted into the bone. <laughs> External fixators are also placed outside the limb. After the surgery, the bones begin the healing process. And this period of time is called the latency period. So uh, the... <laughs> So this is what happens. You go see the doctor. He cuts your leg bones in half. He inserts something into the bone. Then he puts something around the bone called a fixator. Is that what the, Yeah, external fixator. And then you go home. And when the bones begin to heal, then they start this process over the next several months where you start adjusting the little dial on your external fixator. And it starts to, as the bone heals, it starts to pull them further apart further apart, further apart. So it's basically creating more and more bone. Now, I did not hear in this article that there is a limit to that. In other words, how much more height can you get? Is it worth going for thousands of dollars and months of rehabilitation so that you can be an inch taller? Or is it like, you know, we're going to get, we're going to get a half a foot out of this baby. What, what is it that they can expect? I did not find that in the article. I did not find that in any of the research. Suffice to say that this has become a thing where people are going to see a doctor and they're actually saying, doc, I'm too short. I'm tired of the short jokes. I'm I, I want to be taller. And sure enough, if you have enough money, if you have enough time, <clears throat> pretty much nowadays you can do whatever you want. But, but do you really want to do it? Is it really worth it? Let me share a couple of other statistics before we get to the Bible inspiration here. Uh, they did a survey asking a series of questions regarding heights and their belief uh, on what is uh, 
an ideal height. And the study found a couple of things. Uh, one is this, that 60% of the men they surveyed and 50% of the women wished that they were taller. The average height, so when they were asked, what do you think is an ideal height for a man? The average height was six feet, while the female said that the, the ideal average height was five foot nine. <clears throat> I have a couple of problems with this. You know, the ideal height is is really, um, it's subjective. It's a, who decides what's an ideal height? You know, you may think here that six foot is an ideal height, but I'll tell you what, you go over to Africa, certain places of the world where there are tribes of people where six feet is short. You'll be getting those short jokes at six feet. So you go through all this procedure. You want to be six foot tall. You make it. You finally, I'm there. And then you take a trip to Africa and everybody's looking down on you and laughing. Look, shorty, what are you doing? Guess what you got to do? Now you got to go back and get the surgery again? Hmm, interesting. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What what I want to, what, what else do I want to share about this article with you? Uh let, let me say this, that here, here is this idea that people have, and, and I guess it, it is true, it is true that people that are taller, people that are, that are taller tend to have certain, it seems, benefits that people that are shorter may not necessarily have. They say that people that are taller actually make more money on average than people that are shorter. I, I don't, I mean, you know, I guess you can make that case. It, it is true that, that we do uh, attach a certain amount of, uh, there's a stereotype with people that are tall versus people that are short in terms of maybe ability, intelligence, um, you know, uh, well, suffice to say that here is a trend that we're hearing about where people are now, if they're unhappy with the way they look, they can go and get that taken care of. If you have enough money and enough time, you can now become taller. It doesn't matter how tall your parents were. Now they can make it so that you can be as big as you want. But let's let's stop and look at this for a moment because now we want. I want to get to the to the Bible portion, the Bible wisdom portion. Here's the problem that I have with this whole thing. What is it that people are after? People are after peace. People are after happiness. People want to get to a place where they are happy with themselves. People want to get to a place where other people are happy with them. All of these things that, that, that people are doing, whether you are getting, you know, uh, surgery, plastic surgery to your face, where you're having liposuction, where you're having your arms and your legs you know, to the, what you would say, the perfect proportions, the ideal length, where, you know, the, where you're getting certain things enhanced and certain things reduced. And what is it? What is it? We are trying to meet a standard that either we have let society put in our minds or that for whatever reason we've created ourselves by watching things around us, all because we feel inadequate. All of this comes down to a sense that I am not like everyone else, or I want to be better than everyone else. But, you know, there's a word in the Bible. It's not just in the Bible, but there's a word in the Bible that is very interesting. And that word is contentment. That's right. There's a verse in the Bible 
when when the apostle Paul he was having a conversation with Timothy. He was a young preacher. Timothy was, I don't know how old he was, but he was younger than Paul. And Paul's giving him some counsel. And he's writing in, in his letter, they call it First Timothy in the New Testament. He's writing and he's giving him counsel. And he's, he's going through certain things, telling him, you know, how, how you're supposed to be preaching and teaching. And don't, don't let people look down on you because you're young. He, he shares something very important with him that if we can learn this one thing, oh, man, your life will change and that's this, 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, he says to him, godliness with contentment is great gain. I want you to think about life for a moment. Maybe your life, maybe somebody you know, there are people in this world that are constantly chasing something. In other words, their whole life is a quest to attain a thing because they feel that once they attain this thing that they'll be happy. The problem is you chase and chase and chase, but during the time that you spend chasing this thing, you miss out on all sorts of opportunities around you. You miss out on relationships, people, experiences, memories. And I will tell you this, that if you are chasing something apart from a relationship or discipleship with Jesus, at the end of that road, you're going to realize that it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. Meaning that you did all this sacrifice. You wasted all this time for nothing. You see, the Bible presents something different for us as people. That we have to learn to be godly and to be content. The key to happiness is not to be thinking, oh, I'll be happy when I get to the end of this journey. No, the key to happiness God says you can experience it now, but you have to learn something very important. You have to learn what it means to be content. Now, this, this, this story reminds me, this news article reminds me of several stories in the Bible. Yes, we do look at people that are taller, and we tend to have these stereotypes of people that are taller. In the book of, in the Old Testament, do you know that the first king of Israel the first king of Israel, his name was Saul. You know one of the things that stood out about Saul? Saul was a good-looking guy, and he was taller than everybody else there, apparently. He was, uh, when, when he was, uh, came to this place where they were going to choose the new king, it was evident that Saul stood head and shoulders above everyone else. And so he had the appearance, he had the bearing of in what in people's minds would be, oh, that's a leader. He's a king. Yeah, but he turned out to be a mess at the end. So we do put some of these things on, on ourselves. But let me, let me talk to you about what the Bible says. The Bible, first of all, godliness with contentment is great gain. If you could learn what it means to be content, guess what? You can experience joy and happiness now. But I want to share something else with you because this is very important. What is it that people are chasing when they're getting all these surgeries and getting all these procedures? As I said, right, they want to be in their mind what they feel is complete. They want to be whole. They want to be happy. They want to be loved and adored by people around them because a lot of this stuff is not about us. It's about making sure that the perception of other people around us is good. But my friend, here's the, here's the my take, the inspiration that I want to share with you this morning is that the Bible, God presents something else. And if we can get this, if we can understand this, it will change our lives for the better. You, you can be content now. You can have that, that 
experience of being at the end of that search journey, now this is what you need to understand. So I want to tell it to you in the form of a story. The Bible tells a story that they were searching for a king. Now this was after King Saul. Uh, it wasn't working out with him. God told the prophet Samuel, says, Samuel, I'm going to show you who the next king is going to be. I want you to travel to such and such a place. You're going to go to this family. Uh, the, the father's name is Jesse. I want you to go to Jesse's house. We're going to, I'm going to show you who the next king is going to be. Now, Jesse had several sons. And, uh, you know, many of his sons were, were warriors. They were fighters. They were soldiers in Saul's army, as, at least as part, part of what they did. And the Bible says that he went to see Jesse. Here comes this prophet. He wants to see his sons and bless them. All of a sudden, the firstborn of Jesse comes. And this guy is, you know, he's tall, he's strong, he's handsome. And Saul is like, oh, man, surely, surely this has got to be, this has got to be the next king. But God said something very interesting to him. I want to share this with you. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, God gave Samuel some advice. He said, Samuel, do not look on his appearance on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. My friend, this morning, I want to share with you some motivational, inspirational news. And that is that you may not be happy with the way you look. You may not be happy with what you have, what you don't have. But God does not care about that. He said, God says, if you want to impress me, you need to have what's on the inside, a character, a godly character, a godly heart. Those are what I look at. Those are the things that I value. And you know what the wonderful thing about that is? Is that that is the one thing. It doesn't cost you any money. It just costs you time and sincerity that you can begin to change. So God says, here's, here, this is an amazing thing. God says the most important quality that, like, that I look for is character, is heart. And God is saying, if you give me an opportunity, I can do that plastic surgery on your character. I can do that, 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 that external fixelator, stretch you later, whatever you want to call it. I can do that to your character and your heart. So God not only says, I value what's inside. God says, if you give me an opportunity, I can change what's inside and make it beautiful. Imagine, imagine being finally at peace. Imagine searching your whole life to feel whole and actually being whole. Imagine, imagine the most important being in the entire universe being impressed with you. This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. You know, how many people, how many people are not happy today? How many people do you know? Do you know anyone? Maybe you. Are you happy? Are you at peace this morning or whenever you listen to the podcast? Do you feel like you don't measure up when you compare yourself with the people around you? I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I don't have a uh, letters behind my name. I don't have the education that this person does. I don't do this. I don't do that. Oh my goodness. There's so many things you can look at to make yourself feel smaller and smaller and smaller. But I am, I praise the Lord this morning and I want to encourage you this morning. God, 
God looks on your heart. You have value to him because of who you are. And listen, maybe there's something you don't like about your heart. Maybe you say, you know, I need to, there's some things that are that are ugly inside of me. You know what the beautiful thing is? Is that it doesn't cost you any money to reach out to God and bring yourself to him and say, Lord, take me, change me, mold me. I want to be content and happy with you. He'll do it. He's done it. He's done it with me. He continues to do it with me. And he does it with millions of others. Let him have that plastic surgery. Let him do that 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 character lengthening procedure in you. I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. That's my take. And that's inspiration to go. 